1: Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network in association with Mueller She Wrote Media. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in D.C., and today my returning guest is Sarah Wood. She's the social media director for Vote Vets. she's a writer, and she's just super cool. So before we get into our conversation, the Start Me Up podcast is independent, supported by listeners, and it's woman-run. A great big thank you to everybody who supports the show. If you enjoy today's podcast, visit patreon.com slash startmeup. Check out all the tiers, I do include a tier with a much shorter intro and no ads. You can hear the free shows on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and they're followed up by What's Up, a show just for patrons where I talk about anything that comes to mind. It's a little more personal, kind of like my online diary. Visit patreon.com slash startmeup, and don't forget, you can find Start Me Up on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. Now please enjoy my conversation with Sarah Wood. Welcome back to the show, Sarah.
2: Well, hello, it's good to be here
1: yeah on this lovely day in america <laughs>
2: <laughs> well it's beautiful outside um, <laughs> that's what i have to say about that <laughs> it's it's
1: overcast here which is fine with me but yeah it's been it's been a fucking week hasn't it i mean did it did this all happen on monday is that the day that it broke
2: was it like a late monday night i yeah, think
1: yeah, yeah yeah it was yeah wow this is fucking insane um Okay, so let's get into the political talk. We're gonna do some fun stuff at the end, but it's just we got some serious time, so we got to be serious. And the first thing I want to start off with is, okay, we've got the news. And on, on Tuesday, my friend Stephanie and I basically just screamed on the podcast all day. <laughs> so we just screamed. And um, it was funny because whenever I you know record these shows, when we're finished, I see the sound graph. And it was was like the whole fucking graph was yelling the whole time. That's hilarious. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes, justifiable. (laughs) Um, So I'm not so much screaming anymore, but I want to ask you, okay, there's two things going on. One of the things that we're seeing a lot of right now is the Madison Cawthorn sex tapes And, you know, all of his uh, like nobody really gives a shit about his sexuality, but he's such a hypocrite. So the Republicans are going after he's their sacrificial lamb. They started this before the Roe v. Wade leak came out, but then the leak came out and there's all the speculation uh, that it's Jenny, Jenny Thomas. I don't. Did you happen to watch Chris Hayes last night? I didn't, know. Okay, so I was watching him, and he did this whole setup, and it, was, and it was like, okay, as I was watching him, I concluded that, yeah, it is the GOP that leaked this, or that, that leaked this information, because I think, that, and I don't know why, and that's, I'm wondering if you're going to have any thoughts on this, but the way he um, set the whole thing up was they do not want to talk about, specifically about how they're going to punish people for having abortions. And, you know, Donald Trump was asked that question, and they freaked out when, when, when he said, yes, I do think she should be punished, even though all the time before that he was known as pro-choice. But he's running for president, and yeah, I believe that they need to be punished. But when Mike Pence was in the VP debate in 2020 with Kamala Harris, he was specifically asked about abortion, and he refused to even address it in any way it was about donald trump being a great president and whatever else bullshit he because they do not want to go on record saying yeah when your 13 year old daughter is raped and she tries to get an abortion we're going to send her to jail they don't want to be on record to say that so i do think we need to pummel them with that and i'll talk about that more in a minute but this leak thing what there was a memo that went out to all these gop people saying concentrate on the leak and that's what they're doing there's been one or two people, one or two GOP people, saying something about, uh, you know, this Roe v. Wade being overturned, but the rest of them are kind of quiet about it. So, do you have any idea who the, who it was that leaked it? Do you think it's GOP? And and if it is GOP, whether it's Jenny Thomas or anybody,
2: why? I personally. Um, do you think it was GOP? I think it's a just. Dis- I think it's a huge distraction. It, mm-hmm. Like we were focused on so much other stuff: focused on going after the Republicans, focus on going after them for January sixth, focus mm-hmm. on all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, they release this, and then that's where all of our attention has gone. Mm-hmm. Justifiably, yeah. like we, that's where our attention should go. Yeah. I mean, it's horrible, right. but it's just like it takes like the attention off Ginny Thomas. It takes you know all <laughs> of that stuff. So um, yeah, I do think that. I think it. I think it was, I think it's a distraction tactic. I don't think, because as far as, because you can't sway the justice's opinion. Like mm-hmm. they're not supposed to be swayed. If they've already like have like in their mind what they mm-hmm. think is settled, then that's what it's going to be. So it's not like a liberal released it and then we're going to, you know, go out there. So like, right. <laughs> and try to change the justice's mind. It's not going to work that way. Like we're, no matter when this decision came down, no, we would have to go in there with like congress and like mm-hmm. like codify mm-hmm. um road to make sure it was like on the books. Yeah. But um yeah. Well, and
1: you know, uh Bob, my boyfriend Bob Saska, you know, was talking about codifying it and he's like, "Well, you know, if we get Republicans in power, they're just going to reverse it again." And one of the things that he thinks we should be doing, although, you know, and and, and this is this starts off with dominance, dominating The election. Because if we can get a blue map, if we use this anger and we use this rage to really create a big blue map, then it would be possible to do what Bob is talking about, which is starting from scratch again from the ERA, which I'm not, I don't love this idea, but I understand where it's coming from. Because right now, you know, there's too much bullshit going on with legalities and, you know, deadlines and all that shit starting from scratch, but including privacy and, and codifying it into the Constitution. But the problem with that is just the you know, we have to fucking get our asses so busy and so engaged that we would have a blue map. And we are in a midterm, which historically shows us that, you know, people aren't going to be quite as, um, you know, excited to, to vote, although I think this might change that. But um, it's a big if. You know, it's just a big if. I think we do need to codify Roe right now to buy us time. But ultimately, Democrats should be focused on dominating elections so that we can get You know whether it's the existing ERA which does not have specific privacy language, or creating or drafting a new, you know, new legislation. Like you know, let's just say, all right, we can get this ERA passed and into the Constitution, which it should be because all 38 states have ratified. But then we would have to make up a new privacy thing. But privacy needs to be in the Constitution because it doesn't just affect people who can get pregnant.
2: Well, in Amendment 4, it, pretty, like it is pretty much like they have no ability to search your, your person. So Well, yeah. It, but, it, well, it, then, it then they're
1: about, ignoring that.
2: <laughs> they are. They are. They're ignoring the privacy about it. And that's where the messaging actually, as a broader message, needs to be. Um, yes, this is an issue about abortion and abortion rights and women's rights and, and health care. But it's also about privacy. And I don't think that even Republicans are thinking about the unintended consequences Mm -hmm. that can come out of um, reversing this, because basically you're just saying, no, you don't have freedom over your own body. You don't have any bodily autonomy. You don't have any freedom over, because then what people can just, you're going to allow the government to just walk into your house next. You're Mm going to allow them to just do whatever they want, wherever they want to whoever they want. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think that that's what they want. That's what they say they don't want. Mm -hmm. So it, the messaging definitely needs to be around privacy and making yeah. sure that like we are, we're citizens and we, we have the right to privacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And I mean, we all know why they, they want to do this. And, you know, I, I said this the other day and I'm just going to keep saying it. Uh, there There's still an opportunity that this won't necessarily happen. Right. I was, I was listening to Chris Hayes. I was listening to Bob. I was listening to a bunch of people and okay. There may be, there may be, A situation where this doesn't go down but i will say because like rebecca did you did you watch rebecca tracer last night on chris hayes
2: no i didn't i didn't oh man
1: (laughs) she fucking nailed it everything she said was was so true and basically what she was saying is the democrats have been too timid when it comes to abortion and reproductive rights they're afraid to say abortion They're afraid to address it head on because of the evangelicals. But you know what? 70% of people in this country support abortion, and Democrats need to stop being so timid. They need to just be so bold and let everybody know that they're going to protect bodily autonomy and and abortion isn't a dirty word. That, That said, the National Council of Jewish Women put out a really good thread, and I'm going to read some of these, but um, I won't read all of them, but it's just about language and how to frame this. Now, I, I the first one, they say this. Instead of safe, legal, and rare, say, support abortion access. Why? Demanding abortion be rare stigmatizes those who do have abortions. Now, on Monday, I was talking about this very thing. And I was saying, I think, you know, the, because Hillary Clinton said safe, legal, and rare, and she caught a lot of crap from fe- feminists because – because of that, you know, stigma that's attached to it. But I I, I take a different approach on that because I feel like, of course, we want it to be rare. Nobody wants to have to deal with an abortion. I mean, you want to have that choice, but nobody wants to go through with the procedure. So the idea of rare is understandable. But in this case, I'm going to concede. I'm going to go with what they say because I understand their point and they suggest saying support abortion access. I'm going to go with that. Um, they also say instead of saying women, say people who need abortion access or people who need abortion care. Why? Some women don't need abortion access and some trans men, some non-binary and some gender non-conforming people do. People is more mm-hmm. accurate. And I do. I either I'm really trying to use that word, but I also don't want to leave out women because it is women who are who are going to be affected by this the most. They're, you know not to exclude it's just to include both you know yeah. i like to say people and women
2: that's where i'm at i'm, I'm i do both I, yeah. I i i don't like I, I try to be all-encompassing but at the same time this generally will affect more women than anything else so um it's a women's right is- issue i i i mean i can catch a lot of slack for that but at the end of the day that's where we're at. Cause, like this is also um what i've been learning recently from from my work is that um this is going to affect military readiness Mm -hmm. if it goes through because if you think about all of the military bases are predominantly in a a, a lot of southern states like texas and georgia and and all down there and then they are not allowed to perform like on like in the military hospitals are not allowed to perform abortions. And and then the people who are in the military aren't allowed to use their insurance because of the Hyde amendment. And it's all these complications. So you're basically just completely excluding an entire part of the military Mm -hmm. and it's, and that will affect readiness. I put a thread up on vote vets yesterday if people wanted to look at it and it completely explains it point by point. Um, but it's, this is a huge, it's a huge deal. Like Mm -hmm. we can't, um, i i just I, I know what people are saying that's like we, we want to be all-encompassing mm-hmm. but at the same time we have to be like this is about women because you have mm-hmm. to, people will say like well this will make it hard for women to serve in the military well the gop doesn't want women to serve in right. the military right yeah <laughs> so at the end of the day it does become a lot about women yeah and i mean it's not to exclude anybody
1: else but i don't want to make it so I, I do you know i mean there is at least on a Strategic like when you're talking strategically, it doesn't sound good when Ted Cruz is going to say yes, a woman who got an abortion has to go to jail now now yeah. and it's not to say that a trans man uh who who had an abortion has to go. that's not gonna sound good either, but it's just the idea that of course, trans men can get pregnant and they should be included in the conversation. I just don't think we should only say people, Uh, you know, I think it's important to stress because it is happening to women. The majority of people who have abortions are women, are cis women. And so we need to, you know, make sure that that's extremely clear. And yes, women are bearing the brunt of it, but it's women and, and the people who can be pregnant. And, and so, exactly you know, right. and, yeah. and, and unfortunately, sometimes that gets in your way when you're trying to fit all these words into a tweet <laughs> and you want to be all inclusive. So, you know, occasionally I will just do the short version and say women or just people. But I but I think it is important for for people to stress that women are adversely affected and the ones who are going to most I mean, men, too, though, because then we talked Stephanie and I talked about this, but it's so important. For pro-choice men to feel comfortable, there's all these memes going around, and and people saying men need to stay out of this debate. But pro-choice men, I, I don't care. I disagree. Who, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Pro-choice men, I don't care how you are, whether you're independent, whether you're Republican, Democrat, whatever you are, we need your voices if you're pro-choice. And you no, know, and and those are the men, you know, are who would. Listen to those memes, the Republican men who want to take your rights away they're gonna ignore those fucking messaging that kind of messaging they don't give a shit that we don't want them to legislate our bodies. you know I saw a friend of mine from school had posted a thing you know men need to stop legislating our bodies and it's like well I would have I would rather have a pro-choice man drafting legislation than Marsha Blackburn or Sarah Palin. So you know like let's not just make this about men and women this this is about being pro-choice this is about being pro-abortion and I know that nobody wants to use that but you know I've I've made that case so many times I'm pro-abortion like I'm pro-colonoscopy I just I think it's like when when we diminish pro-abortion it makes it like oogie 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 well yeah you know what else a fucking um colonoscopy is also gross but you're fucking grateful that you can have one so you're grateful for the root canal you're grateful for all the unyuck the yucky procedures that we have to have so <coughs> excuse me um I just, you know, I I, I really think that we all, not just Democratic leaders, but all of us need to get behind this certain kind of messaging. But I think most importantly, all of us, all of us need to just hammer them to get them on record and say what the punishment will be. We need to do like we need this needs to be our Benghazi not even shutting up about it. And, and if they don't answer, push harder. And if they say things like, I did a thread last night and it was like, okay, so, you know, what is what should the punishment be for somebody who seeks an abortion? Uh, I don't know. Well, why don't you know because that would be something they'd have to figure out well what would you suggest i don't know that would be complicated well if you don't know why do you think you're the best person for your constituents and you know like just keep hammering them on this because that's what they would fucking do to us and we need to do that back to them and they don't want to say it they're terrified of saying it because it's terrible politics to say it so we have to put them in that corner
2: you know, no, I, I I absolutely agree. And and to your point about like men speaking up, I made a graphic the other day for my own personal stuff that was basically like, pay attention to the men in your life who are staying silent on your rights being stripped away. Yeah, Be- because like this affects all of us. Like if, if you have a partner or a husband that is, is just staying silent about your rights, it's like mm-hmm. no, you, I want those those men and on our side, yeah, I know. you know, speaking up and fighting for us. We need them. Yeah. I mean, this, it, this isn't a woman's issue. This is a human issue. This is a healthcare issue. This is a constitutional mm-hmm. issue.
1: Yeah.
2: It's, it's, that's why people are like, Oh no, let the women spot. I want to, I want to just amplify women and do like, and I'm like, no, no, no. No, and this like effect—when you, affects- you make it so singular, mm-hmm. when you make it just only about us, it just singles us out. It's like, no, we are is this is a like this is a societal issue? Yeah,
1: yes, and it is because if you've got a couple—I mean, you could take a married couple who uh, they have two kids and they're working both two jobs each and they can't afford another kid and their birth control fails. Well, that man is impacted if he's forced, just like her. I mean, he doesn't have to carry the fucking pregnancy, which is life-threatening. Pregnancies can be life-threatening. He doesn't have to deal with that, but he has to, he'll be forced into fatherhood when he doesn't want it. And the same goes if he, you know, if if, if there's a breakup, he's going to be forced into paying child support, which could be 30% of your income. So men are absolutely affected by this, and they have to stop saying, oh, that's just a woman's issue. But, you know, I mean, I know John Fugel saying the other day put up a thing, and he said something like, you know, that he was going to stay out of it because it, it didn't involve a uterus or whatever he said. And, and I mean, I love John Fugel saying, and I said I, I said, I beg to differ. You know, you specifically are such an important voice, and we need you and i and he, and he deleted his tweet and i hoped that i didn't upset him because i was trying to compliment him i mean he's like that guy is fucking brilliant and he knows he just knows how to frame any kind of a debate and and win you know like everything he says it's like okay you won <laughs> you you you, you yeah. have made the the correct point <laughs> so that i don't know i just yeah. i want men to to feel comfortable to talk about this and not, you know, cause it's like, again, it's, it's usually the liberal men who will say, okay, well then I don't want to piss off. It's and the fucking Republican men are like, fuck you. We don't care who we piss off.
2: So they don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, there's a, there's a veteran in, in Virginia. He's um, a local politician there and his, um, his name is Dan Helmer. And he was on, I think it was last word. This was last, this was last year at some point. And he it was when the abortion, debate was was heating up again and he was basically saying that like my wife can't like we have two kids and my my wife was told that she cannot get pregnant again or she could she could die her heart won't be able to handle it Mm -hmm. so if she became pregnant again medically she would likely need to get an abortion Mm -hmm. and so it's like but like when men speak up like that being like this is a healthcare issue Mm -hmm. and this is about a woman I care about yeah like it's super important Mm -hmm. um yeah I was really impressed with him
1: Wow. Yeah, it is. It's very important. And we do need the men. So I always want I want the men listening to feel like, you know, don't be afraid, man. (laughs) Not only don't be afraid, we need you and we need your strong, loud voice. Because it's just this is so huge. Um, Okay, let's take this over to Madison Cawthorn for a minute. Did you happen to see the tape where he was humping his, I don't know, friend or family member?
2: Yeah, I've seen, all,
1: I've seen all the things. Yeah, <laughs> I saw Rick Wilson. I almost replied in a really nasty way to, to Rick Wilson, but I just thought, you know what, can, I'm going to choose my battle on this. But he said mm-hmm. he just... I, and I have to go back and see what when, when, when he typed this because I don't know if it was this morning or last night, but he said he saw a Madison Cawthorn tape. He's like, oh my God, wait till you see it. So I don't know if it's the one that just came out or if it's even a new one. But, um, you know... Look, I don't give a shit what Madison, if he wants to wear lingerie, if he wants to put his dick in his family member's face or whatever, who that person was. I don't know who it was. I don't care if he's gay. I don't give a shit what he likes to do on his own time. But because he's a hypocrite. uh, Yeah, this. But okay, let's just talk about the real reason this is happening, though. He doesn't have any power. And he said that there are cocaine orgies. And who was it? Again, it was Chris Hayes, because he's usually the one that I listen to his opening A Block thing. And he was talking about Madison last week. And he said, now, I didn't know this. Do you know who Art Pope is?
2: Sounds familiar, but I'm not.
1: Yeah, I forgot about him. I remember learning about him. He's in North Carolina. He's like a North Carolina Republican. And I don't know exactly the details on this part, but I believe uh, Madison Cawthorn somehow thwarted him. Uh, You know, Art Pope maybe was running for the seat that Madison got. Whatever it was, Madison kind of got in his way. And Art Pope is very influential. He's very, 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 very fucking extreme. And again, like, I remember hearing, I believe I, I'm not sure, but, you know, I knew Madison Kimry, who was the young girl um, I had I was friends with and she wanted to talk to her governor about the fact that they had rolled back voting rights and so because at the time she was 12 this was like in 2012 so 2013 she was 12 and of course she got a lot of press on this I I was one of the people who first discovered her um, because she had written an open letter to it was Pat McCrory and she wanted to have a sit down with him and talk about voting rights and Madison was like Insanely intelligent And like way beyond her years So I immediately You know somebody had posted her Open letter and I was like holy shit So I you know I did pieces on her And I introduced her to the ERA And anyway while that was all Going on I do remember hearing about Art Pope and he's a dangerous fucking guy So I think what the Big deal is is that it's okay he crossed Art Pope and he pissed off The that faction of You know uh north carolinian north carolina whatever uh republican extremism he pissed them off and then he said that they were gop cocaine orgies <laughs> which i am which is probably 100 percent true and gross <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i mean if i Ugh. like like The there's liberal orgies and the conservative orgies. Which one do you choose? I mean, I'm not into orgies, but if I'm going to have to choose an orgy, I'm going to choose a liberal orgy. I don't even know. (laughs) I'm not an orgy person, but just (laughs) saying.
2: Um, Yeah.
1: (laughs) uh, Anyway, so yeah, they have made him the sacrificial lamb. Now, now it's for, now it's not just to take our mind off of one six and all of that because you know, they're not going after Marjorie Taylor Greene for the shit she said, but they're going after Madison for this. And, you know, they're not going after anybody for going along with Insurrection or The Big Lie, but it's all about Madison and all. But who's filming these videos? (laughs) i posted that that's what i want to know is like where are
2: they coming from and who had access to them and who is who is leaking them like that's what i want to know like are they in the cloud somewhere and someone (laughs) found them like what's going on like that's just it's 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 some wild stuff like i don't care what he does in his personal life i care that He's a hypocrite. I care that he lied yeah. about going to the Naval Academy. I care that he incited an insurrection. I really don't care what he does in his personal time. Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, No. nobody does. Nobody does, except for the, of course, the judgmental hypocritical Republicans. But outside of that, you know, it's just, it's funny to me. And the thing is, is poor Madison. He's like, we're not, we're not going to, we're going to win. It's like, no, you're not. You've got the whole fucking GOP against you. You don't have any liberals on your side, dude. You have lost. You're going to be history. And so I, you know, I like to remind people okay, we could talk about Madison because I do see people saying, oh my God, we're talking about Madison Cawthorn and we're forgetting about Roe. We're not going to forget about Roe. I think it's, you know, yes, they are distractions, but at the same time, I think liberals need to wallow a little bit in this um, GOP eating itself and, and fucking over itself because we have just been abused for so long and, and tortured and attacked by that party for so long we're going to take whatever we can get when it comes it's not necessarily a win but okay if you're going to be mocking him <laughs> and releasing these tapes and humiliating him sure we're all here for it Um but yeah keep your eye on the bigger picture which is bodily autonomy is going to pretty much go away and we have to be laser focused on what's really most important, but we can still have fun mocking
2: the assholes. <laughs> they can't. I just thought of something though. I'm like, huh. if this were a woman, if this were a female, you know, woman and these mm-hmm. tapes came out of like her bare ass. Right. I'm like, would it be as like funny? I don't know. I just,
1: right. I know. No, it's, yeah, it is different. <laughs> I mean, I think there there's a different um, standard you know for yeah for women definitely yeah, yeah different
2: standards of clutch he's just such like this like machismo punch in the trees kind of guy <laughs> he's calling it like locker room talk right um, he's like hitting all, he's like, oh, you know, we were just having some fun. i um, like, oh, I don't have yeah, with my friends like that, but <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> with my friends and I usually
1: don't rub our gen- to, genitals in each other's faces. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> For fun. No, we just usually don't. It do. <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter what our sexual uh, orientation is. We just don't do that. But uh, yeah, again, and nobody gives a shit about what Madison's doing, but but when he's a hypocrite and when he's basically being a fascist, then yeah, we're going to give a shit, and Okay, I'm going to say this. We need to take a quick break, but we will be back after this message. Hey, everybody. This is Kimberly. Just reminding you, if you're not already a patron of the show, please visit patreon.com startmeup. Take a look at the front page. You'll see all the different tiers that I offer. You'll see all the amazing guests that I've interviewed. Take a look, see what works for you, and sign up. Become a patron today. Patreon.com startmeup. Okay, we're back. Um, as far as Madison and, and all this goes, all the shit that we're seeing here, um, do you think that it is – let me see. How do I say this? Do you think that the Republican Party – the fact that they're going after Madison for this, the fact that they're doing this, do you think that this displays anything like or, – or suggests that they are in a panic and they're truly concerned and worried about the
2: midterms? I, I think they just want him out. I think they see him as a distraction, just period, hmm. like from their overall goal. So I just, I have a feeling that he's just like a thorn in their side, and they just want him
1: gone. He's a thorn in they, their side.
2: Cawthorn, <laughs> <cough> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, they just, they just want him. They yeah. just want he's him just gone. A yeah, pain in the ass. Yeah. Hmm. All
1: right. Well, then now I have another question. Um, this one's a hard one for me because my logic on this makes me extremely uncomfortable and when I was watching Rebecca Tracer last night she was you know they were talking about the fact okay well they might they may not strike row down Um, we'll see what happens in July they may not strike row down but but what they would do is gut it which would be essentially the same thing but it but the thing about that would be it would it would kind of take all the wind out of it. And I hate to say this, if they're going to gut it, I'd rather them just fucking strike the whole thing down because that is shocking. That is so uncomfortable and so upsetting. And either way, either way, people who want to have abortions are going to be affected by this in a negative way. People are going to die, whether they gut it, whether they strike it down. People are going to die. People are going to, whether they, you know, they're going to have botched abortions and they won't ever be able to be pregnant again. The same shit's going to happen. It's just not going to be quite as loud. And I would actually rather them strike it down. And I hate saying that. But the reason I say that is because if you take a look at the American voters and what motivates them, it's usually anger and fear. And we see that the Republicans know how to use that anger and fear very well to their advantage. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Democrats, we need to be hopeful, but that's not enough to get us to the polls. It's just not enough. It wasn't enough in 2010. It wasn't enough in 2014. So, but in 2018, we had this big fucking scary monster that motivated us to vote because we were afraid and we were fucking angry. And I think that that is going to... Be, make a huge difference in the midterms. So, what are your thoughts on that? And, and regardless, how do you think this is going to affect the midterms?
2: I I have a fear. I have a fear that that's going to that like the steam of this will be out of like will have, like, I don't know if it's going to have escaped people's minds by November.
1: I don't think so. But I
2: I, I don't think so. But um, I hope it motivates people. I hope yeah. this is an issue that gets people up off their couches and vote in a midterm, mm-hmm. um, that they so often don't do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I don't know what they're going to, I don't know if it's, if it's, if they gut it and it get, basically just gets pushed back to the States. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I see, I'm, I'm not the opposite where I'm like, if they gut it and it just gets like pushed back, like at least then people can go to States where it's legal and,
1: but the and same, the same thing happens if they, if they strike it down. Because the the blue states will still – it will still be legal in the blue states. And what's going to happen is they've got – the. there's one difference. And I don't even know how – I don't know how this would work. But I know that if they strike it down, they've got the trigger laws, that it's automatically a crime to have an abortion. Now, if they just gut it, I don't know if that's the case. But what we will see are individual laws in red states criminalizing it. So they may not have a trigger law in place, but they're – but they, they will go ahead and write those laws anyway, and they'll be able to get away with it because it is a shell. Because it is a shell of a um, – I don't know what it's called. What is it? It is a it's – not, it's not a constitutional amendment, but it was a Supreme Court decision. But whatever it would be, it was. she was describing it that way. She's like it would just basically be in name only, but it would serve no purpose. So either way – The red states, it's going to be illegal. And even though they may not have... Like, let's say Oklahoma does not have a trigger law. Texas does. I'm sure Texas does. Um, But let's say Oklahoma doesn't. Well, if they got it, then Oklahoma will create a law criminalizing abortion. So whether or not that trigger law is right there to go from day one, or if they have to wait a couple of months or weeks or whatever it takes them to get those laws into place, then they're going to do that anyway. So essentially... No matter what, but it's like just the idea of of hearing it. Roe v. Wade has been struck down. That is so much more impactful than, you know, okay, in in Oklahoma, it's this and, you know...
2: The individual, state, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah. I see what you're saying. It would be more powerful mm-hmm. if it were just be like, Roby, like, Roby was struck down. Yes, it's gone, it's, it's done. No, I see, I see what you're saying. And here I am thinking, like, they're going to punish women. Like, what about the, the men? What about yeah. the men who got women pregnant? Mm-hmm. Like, what about what happens to them? This is like, it's so that's Nothing. always going to say is like, where are the where is the pun if they're going to punish women? Mm-hmm. Like, what happens like i don't know i, I get well, so are, heated about this me too yeah because there are certain states because men just go skate away with mm-hmm. no responsibility whatsoever
1: yeah and there are certain states in this country where if a rapist impregnates even a child uh they can sue for custody and win so talk about not only is there not a punishment but the rapist would have control over that woman for the rest of her fucking life if they have a baby and, and you know, it's like I, I am going on the Republicans are pro-rape. I wrote an article a while back about how wh- it's, it's white male judges basically just let white male rapists go free. No prison time. And I, I've listed, and it's an old fucking list now because I wrote it in 2019, and since then there's been so many more stories. But, you know, these, these fucking wealthy men – raping babies and and white wealthy men raping babies and white judges saying well you know they're used to the good life and they won't do very well in jail so no no prison time for him and that's legit there was a fucking teen i think he was a teenager like an older teenager fucking video recorded himself raping a baby no prison time So, Republicans are literally pro-rape and pro-rapist because they don't fucking punish the rapist. They act like they, you know, oh, if anybody raped my fucking daughter, I'd kill them. Well, Joe Walsh was on my show and said if he had a daughter and she was raped and impregnated, he would force her to carry that fucking child because that's his religion. Yeah. I told him, I thought, we we had a debate on abortion and... He, I told him that was abhorrent and disgusting, and I couldn't believe that he would do it. And the funny thing was, though, I asked him, what's the punishment? He said, there should, there should be no punishment. I don't know how to punish. And when we had our conversation about abortion, you know, basically, I won that debate. I didn't win because he, I convinced him to be pro-choice, but it was like he had absolutely nothing to say. Nothing. I don't know what the punishment should be, but you know, I'm a Catholic and I think the government needs to protect life. And so, yeah, if my, if I had a daughter and she was pregnant, even by her fucking uncle, he'd make her, he'd make her keep that kid. Now he wouldn't make her keep that kid because Joe Walsh is a controlling piece of shit. He isn't. I really, don't, he's not, I, he, I I don't know her personally, but I kind of know his wife and he adores his wife. He's, he's a good man. And, and, you know, I do want to say this. He got a lot of flack for not paying child support. And I looked that up. He eventually did pay the child support. And I don't know what his financial situation was at the time. So he did eventually right that wrong for anybody who wants to come at him for that. I don't want to defend the man because I, I can't believe where he stands on abortion but, I also think that he's more misguided than he is cruel. but he's just like a lot of them. they They will force a fucking child to have a fucking rapist's baby. And I mean, I think that's the other thing that candidates have to hammer their opponents with because that's fucking egregious. and it's I, I, I
2: don't even have words like it's just it's it's beyond word. I can't. Yeah. I, I I get so angry. I can't even. I can't even comprehend how anyone could even think like that. Yeah. Let alone want to make it a law. Right. Like that's just that's. Yeah. They don't. And they don't disgusting. want any of these
1: fucking exceptions. They don't give a shit that you know your your cousin or your uncle. And I mean, God, some of these stories. Oh my God, some of these stories. When you're reading Twitter and you're looking at these just horrible, horrible stories of what women had to endure people had to endure before Roe, you know, and and, and, and even during, even while it's been legal, because yeah. because not everybody has such access to it. Sometimes you're born into a conservative family and you have a conservative network of friends that are anti-abortion, and if you get pregnant and you don't want to have it, you've got all that pressure to deal with, and you, you're probably going to have it if you don't want it, and... Yeah, it's just, it's so fucking maddening, and I can't, I just can't <laughs> believe, I can believe it. You know what's funny? I have a friend, she's a born-again Christian, but she's a hypocrite, because she, her daughter, when her daughter was probably about, I don't know, 21, 22 years old, not married, and in a relationship that was not very solid, she got pregnant. And my girlfriend, who's a born-again Christian, and it's funny, because I'm sure people are like, you have a friend who's a born-again Christian. And the reason we're friends is because we can talk plain to each other. We don't get offended when we talk about a religion. We, We disagree with how the other one, you know, sees life that way. But we don't get mad at each other. And I've been able to have conversations with her and really ask her about her religion. And I've called her a hypocrite. And, you know, she literally thinks I'm going to hell. And we laugh about it. And I'm like, that's fine. You can think I'm going to hell, but I don't think I am. So I'm not worried about it. But um, she, her daughter got pregnant. Now, she, at the time, she had four other kids and she was divorced. And those kids were probably, I think the youngest one was probably eight or nine. Maybe, maybe that, that point maybe was 11. And the oldest was maybe about 15. And I I don't know exactly their ages at that time. But she knew that if her daughter was going to have a kid, that she'd be the mom. And she's like, go get an abortion. And I don't know if her daughter wanted or didn't want the abortion, but her daughter got the abortion. And I told her because she was going to vote for George Bush. And I said, dude, they're going to fucking get rid of Roe. She's like, they're never going to get rid of Roe. And I'm like, you watch. And so mm-hmm. I don't talk to her very often anymore, but I sent her a text yesterday and I'm like, remember when I told you they were going to kill Raid, uh, Roe? Uh, Ro? I said it took 18 years, but they, they're doing it. And she's like, I know. And she doesn't like it. And she's a f- she'll probably never admit it to people in her church, but to her pro-choice, liberal-ass, fucking feminist friend, she's being honest and she does not want women to lose that choice. So, you know, I just I I think like it'll be interesting to see how this plays out, because there's a lot of Republican women. Now, she's not a Republican per se. I know she was going to vote for the reason she wanted to vote for George Bush. And I hate to say this was he's cute. That's what she said. And then sometime later, I, I was begging her, please don't vote for him. Please do your fucking research. And. I don't know, it was a couple years later, she's like, she said to me, I do think he's the devil. <laughs> yeah. She's yeah. like, I think he's actually <laughs> Satan. I'm like, I told you. She doesn't fucking listen to me. But um, it'll really be interesting to see what happens in the voting booths because, again, 70% of Americans, and that includes Catholics and Christians, they want that choice. I think this is going to yeah. wake people up, and I, I'm not overly concerned that we're going to forget about this one. I think this is a, this, to me, this is just as threatening and horrible as having Trump as president when it comes to motivating us, you know?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm just like, I'm just. People want, people want choice, whether it can be, they can choose life if they mm-hmm. want if they but it's not even life. It's just choosing to have a baby. let's not not yeah. call it life. Cause right. when you say pro-life, it could be life of the mother. Like right. it could be. Right. Yeah. So, and, and I really, I, even for liberal men, I have to have to get this out there. Um, don't use like women in your life as justification for mm-hmm. wanting to be pro-choice. Don't be like, I have a daughter, so I'm pro-choice right. or I have a wife and I'm pro-choice. It's mm-hmm. just like, no, be pro-choice because you are pro-choice and you respect. <laughs> yes human beings who need access to abortion care yeah like that's don't don't it's like when people say I have a gay friend so I care about gay rights or yeah my brother's gay so I I care about it and I'm just like you should care about it anyway right
1: (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) I mean we're all fucking here and we're all humans and we're doing the best we can for the most part so yeah we should care about each other and it doesn't matter if you haven't had that experience but as you know human race unfortunately that's what we tend to do you know what i want to throw out there um, there is this website i found and i, I think it's it's gene Male. and i think it's j e a n n e and i think it's m a y e l l and i've talked about it a little bit on the show i don't talk about it too much but it's fun because it's like it's political predictions by a number of psychics and i found i think i told you about this but i found it in 2020 just because I was terrified and I was, you know, Googling predictions. Like, is there any, who's predicting what? And, you know, a lot of time I would find, you know, somebody would predict Trump would win. Somebody would predict Trump would lose. And so I found this website and it they don't say who they are. Like they have, um, the psychics all have names like Kyle or Bluebell or whoever, or Baba or something like that. But what I found fascinating was back in 2020 – prior to the election, I would say 70% of these psychics were predicting that Trump would lose. And so, you know, he did. A few of them thought maybe uh, that Biden would lose, but most of them thought Trump would lose. So I've kind of stayed on, and you have to pay $15, and I fucking broke down and I paid $15, because, I, because what, what they do is they make predictions throughout the year. They get posted, but when you donate 15 bucks, you get access to it earlier than when they post it. So I just wanted to see. So for July, and I think this is live on the site now, but one of the predictions by, I think it's Bluebell, on in for july she said and i think it's a woman so i'm just going to go with she said supreme court will strike down roe versus wade so i thought that was interesting because it she didn't predict the leak but she did predict that it would be struck down now a lot of people have been saying that it will be struck down um so that's not such a big reach considering who's sitting on the court but she did predict it and this is what i'm hopeful for I you know, it's psychic, so it's grain of salt and fun. It's entertainment and that's all I use it for. But um I will say that this time for the November predictions, not one person predicts that Republicans are gonna win. Every person is predicting that it's going to be the Democrats who will win. It just is a matter of some think it's gonna be like a blowout, others think it's gonna be others think it's just gonna be like it is now. You know, like we're gonna have the same uh, Congress that we have now, where it's just yeah. a slim majority. But they all see Democrats winning. Of course, they also see, which you don't need to be psychic to predict this. But they're seeing, you know, challenges in court and whiny temper tantrums and all of that. But they're, but they're definitely predicting that uh, it's going to be a blue, a blue November. Let's just say that. I'd like to say blue wave, and I think this might. This Oh, one of the things that they're also all saying is huge turnout, which benefits the Democrats. So here's hoping. (laughs) Here's fucking hoping. I hope so. (laughs) The other thing that I, you know, it's funny because I have, what is this thing called? I don't even know what it's called. It's this little thing on my computer where I can make notes, right? So I always make notes for my shows, and it corrected my fucking word. I wrote I wanted to write co for just, just to like, you know, prompt me COVID still raging, but it changed it to cover still raging. At least I know what I was talking about, but yeah, so I've been checking the numbers for my County and let's say three weeks ago, we were at 47 new cases per day averaging. Now we're at 300 per day averaging. Um, And I've learned that this is literally only a percentage of actual cases because not everybody's reporting. So um, that's just fun news that I thought I'd share. And I think we've reached over a million people who have died and of COVID. Uh, Now I'm wondering where, like, how are you feeling about this? I, I will say that I'm still masking, but I, there are times when I'm a little bit less Uh, rigid and strict, but it's very, like, one of these places that I was, like, a little bit less rigid is, I took my car in, and the guy, there's, like, just one guy who works there, like, behind the counter in the office, and he's had his fourth shot, so I don't wear a mask around him, but, like, if somebody comes into the office, I'll put the mask on, but that's how I'm being lenient. I'm not, like, just going to the store without a mask. How are you operating?
2: So I, I think for me, it depends on the, on the situation and how crowded it is. Yeah. Um, and how much like airflow I believe that there might be. <laughs> um, I, I definitely have gone to the store maskless. Hmm. I live in, I live in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. So we're, I mean, the rates are rising here. Um, as far as who has COVID, I, I swear I know more people that have had it than have, haven't, haven't mm-hmm. had it yet. Mm-hmm. Um I haven't had it yet, knock on wood. Yeah, um, <laughs> But I, um, yeah, it depends. Like, I went to Target yesterday, like, early in the morning, mm-hmm. and no one was there, so I didn't have a mask on. But then, of course, like, I, like, heard from well across the, I have, but I always carry it in my pocket. Yeah. So I heard somebody, like, cough, like, way away, <laughs> and I was like, oh, and I put it on, and I was like, that's that. Yeah. No more chances. I mean, if I'm at a restaurant, I mean, I don't generally right. have one on because i'm eating yeah um and then like my my wife's my wife's grandmother um she hasn't been vaccinated at all for because of um she can't be vaccinated Mm -hmm. so so we're just super cautious for as as much as we can be and like before we go see her we put we take tests and um to to keep her safe but um that's a large reason too why I, I always carry a mask with me still. So. so, are you And if I'm in an elevator, I wear a mask. Yeah. If, I'm on, if I'm on the train, I wear a mask. That kind of stuff. Did
1: you get your fourth shot? They won't
2: let me. Uh, I'm I don't
1: qualify. Oh, you're not old like me.
2: Well, I'm oldish, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I think
1: you could um, still get it mask. though. I think you could still get it. And I'm not I'm not saying this on the record, but I think, you know, I uh I think people who are under 50 could probably get it if they say they're immunocompromised and the reason I'm saying that is because I called uh, a store you know the grocery store where they're giving shots out and I said hey look um, I'm I'm immunocompromised I just tested I said I'm 45 which I'm 54 well I'm actually 53 I'll be 54 but I lied about my age because I just wanted to see what they would say I'm like hey I'm uh, immunocompromised and I'm you know in my 40s I don't have any proof. Do I need to bring proof? No, just come on in. That's what she told me. So I'm, I'm just. like I could do that. Yeah, saying. I would. Cause I would
2: totally get my booster, <laughs> but I, I, I went on to schedule it and like you answer all the questions, and and then it was like, well, do you have like a like? I guess you're given like a code or something like that if you're immunocom. I don't know how it works. Well,
1: it was funny because that I was just told to come in, and and I didn't, you know, it was uh, I didn't even. I'm trying to think. She said to me. Well, we have plenty of shots today. You can just come in. So I guess it would depend on where you go, especially, yeah, because when I got my shot, the last time I did have to fill out, I had to, I scheduled an appointment and I had to fill out all of that information. Um, And I guess that could get in your way. But if if you didn't have to do that online thing at first, I don't know, maybe they give you the paperwork while you're there. I don't know. I'm just guessing and and (laughs) saying that, you know, I think, I think you could maybe do it if you really wanted it, but... Um, so does does not ha- I got the fourth shot so does not getting the fourth shot make you feel more mm-hmm. vulnerable
2: it it does actually yeah I yeah. wish I wish I could go get it
1: yeah yeah.
2: <sighs> I will when I can for sure
1: yeah well I mean I don't know what's going to happen none of us do but COVID isn't over and everybody who went to the fucking Met gala and everybody who went to <laughs> the yeah. White House you know the White House uh, roast thing they they're all getting it now so uh, you know, Tom Nichols is an asshole. I'm just have to throw that out there because he talks about COVID theater and he just drives me fucking crazy.
2: <laughs> COVID theater. That's yeah. some shit. Yeah, no, that's not cool. No, yeah. it's not cool. Who I have family me members who just got diagnosed and and I mean, they're OK. They're all vaccinated, but it's mm-hmm. just like like they're suffering from like fevers and, and yeah. they're yeah, it's like it's like a bad basically like a bug they're they're okay but it's just like and let's just keep our fingers
1: crossed that they stay okay and don't get long covid and don't have fucking afib afterwards so i mean that's the fucking fear i don't give a shit about a sore throat i don't care if i don't feel good for a week and a half even if i feel really bad for a week and a half i've had the flu before oh my god i had the flu uh in 2008 and i was so sick for two weeks i was so sick and it was awful but it went away And that's the thing. It's like, we don't know. Is it going to go away? Or are you going to have long COVID? You'll find out. Each individual, you never know. (laughs) So it's like, that's what keeps me, you know, I was talking to my friend who lives in Florida. And she's just like, oh, I just figure we're going to get it at some point. And I said, well, to a degree, yeah. I mean, everybody's just acting like there's no COVID anymore. So to that, I can say yes. But as far, because she's like, I never wear a mask anymore. And I, I said, well, here's why I do. And it was like, she doesn't follow the news as closely as I do. And it was so funny because as I was you know, rattling off all the things that could go wrong, she was so quiet and you could just tell she was like, Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. You don't know because they're not talking about it in mainstream media. They're just not talking about long COVID. So, uh, and that's extremely irresponsible. It's just extremely irresponsible. So, uh, yeah, we still, we still have to deal with this fucking virus. But I do feel a measure of security just because I have had, you know, my shots and most people have gotten it by now. So, but it's still, it's still going. I mean, 300 is high. 300 is a high number considering in 2020, I don't even remember how, what the daily average was, but it was maybe like a hundred or 200 and now it's 300 so, and it's not just like, oh, it's mild. So it's okay. Cause it's not always mild. And some, like my friend Stephanie and her entire family got it. Fortunately, it was mild. Fortunately, they don't have any after effects. So I, I wish the media and scientists would be very clear about how does the vaccine factor into long COVID? Like, I know that there are fewer cases of long COVID if you're vaccinated just because there are fewer cases of COVID. But I mean, is it the same rate of people getting long COVID? I don't know. And they're not sharing that information. I don't know if they're studying that information, but it sure would help all these people who are talking about COVID theater, maybe see things a little more clearly, Tom Nichols. So <laughs> <laughs> this fucking bugs me all right um we're going to change the subject into something fun we're going to wrap this up but sarah has never done the questionnaire the barn I, ca- I always want to say barnard isn't that horrible The bernard Pivot uh questionnaire that is always asked at the last section of the of inside the actor's studio so we're going to have some fun And the deal with this is just off the top of your head give me the first answer that comes into your mind and don't think too hard about it okay are you ready Sure. Yes. What's your favorite word? Gazebo. What's your least favorite word? Oh, webinar. <laughs> what turns you on creatively, spiritually or emotionally?
2: Um The first word that pops into my I can't even. It's cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking oh love my cheese. God, that
1: is so fucking <laughs> <laughs> that is the best answer okay uh what turns you off
2: oh um (laughs) arrogance
1: what's your favorite curse word fuck it seems like that's everyone's favorite curse word uh what sound or noise do you love um bird singing what sound or noise do you hate Country music. <laughs> what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Landscaping. Huh. What profession would you not like to do? Scuba diving. Hmm. Okay, this is the last one. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Didn't think you'd make it. (laughs) Okay, I have to go back. So the one that you would like to attempt is landscaping. Uh, I think that's interesting. I've never heard that one before. So fill that in a little bit for us. What is it? Why?
2: I just, I do it kind of as a hobby now. Mm -hmm. And it's just one of those things where I think that it's just so peaceful and like Mm -hmm. it's just very gratifying like Hmm. when you're when you're doing it and you can see how you can make something that wasn't beautiful into something that is beautiful wow
1: that's cool and i can understand how that would just be really peaceful and it's funny because i had i used to go out with a guy who was a landscape architect and he was it it was really artistic you know and he had it was funny because he had a very artistic eye not just with landscape, but like with his furniture and decor. I remember there was this, he, had, he like built on a, an additional room or something to his house. And it was kind of like one of those screened in outdoor, you know, porches. Um, and, but you could have furniture in there. And I remember like looking at it and thinking, oh my God, it looked like Martha Stewart did this. And it was like, it, it was so beautiful, you know? And it was like, yeah. it really truly is an art. And and I mean, Absolutely. and he's got yeah. the artistic eye. If you've got an artistic eye, and you're you know into landscaping, boy, you can just make your outside just like paradise. So yeah, I thought that was a cool, that was a cool uh, way to answer the question. All right, is there anything you want to add before I let you go? No, I'm. I think I've. I think I've aired my grievances. <laughs> <laughs> well I just want to say big big hugs to your doggies they're
2: so freaking cute I love your dogs oh my god oh they're so sweet I ran them to daycare right before this because I just had this feeling they were gonna pull their old barky Berkerson's on us <laughs> again so
1: well I don't mind when they're on the show because you know hey I don't have the pets right now so I I like I'm living vicariously through all my friends who have pets and your dogs are beautiful and I love them and if I were here I would be hugging them so yeah. Um, oh, there's
2: so, so yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's always good talking to you, Sarah. I'm so grateful you could make it. Now, before I l- let you go do whatever you need to do,
2: tell us where to find you. You can find me um, at sarahwoodwriter.com or Sarah sarahwoodwriter, S um, A R A H W O D Writer, at all the socials. And I also am social media director over at VoteBets.
1: You go. I'm so, you yeah, know, follow Vote. VoteBets. VoteBets are awesome. Follow everybody follow sarah follow all of them um and then of course i'm author kimberly ley don't forget the extra e my books are on amazon i love good reviews wink wink nudge nudge all right sarah it's been great and i will talk to you again can't wait